Awesome Show. And we are back for another The Mad Awesome Show. Chila, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk the game. And of course, uh, just talk Star Wars. Yeah, there should be a little bit of just talk Star Wars today as well, because Conquest, we're currently in the third iteration of this one, and like the whole Datacrons are happening, and that's exciting and whatnot. But on top of that means we're about to not only unlock Scythe, but we're about to be within range of a new Conquest character as well. Uh, so you, I guess without further ado, would you just like to jump into that for speculation time, as always, where we can be very right or very... Very or very wrong or very right, but in six months. Yeah, uh, this is my favorite time. I love when we speculate on some of these characters. Uh, we eventually get the right character because we throw so much stuff out there. But uh, I don't know, man. This was this one's interesting. If they want to keep it theme wise with what's going on, obviously it's between that um, Revenge of the Sith, New Hope era. So I'm trying to see if there's any like wiggle room where they can throw something. That would really benefit. I'm thinking maybe a Jabba lifter, but but at the same time, he doesn't really need it right now. So I don't know, man. Maybe, maybe your ideas kind of like inspire me to have one. I'm still thinking. Yeah. So I think you. I think that's the only thing that's really nailed down that is probably going to be the case that it's going to be a character from this in between era. But that just it, that does not narrow it down. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't narrow it down at all. Um, like uh, the three that are popping through my head, they're all from that area and they're all recent. Like we could, we could get a crosshair to bolster the, uh, Imperial Trooper faction because I, I know the Datacron they have right now, or it's not really even theirs, but the one that's giving them turn mirror that's letting them smash Lord Vader, that's not going to exist in four months time. So if they, if they're back to, I don't know about you, but like my, my troopers weren't doing a lot without a Datacron more often than not, I actually found myself putting Piet with vader uh so the vader vader with his data could go kill something larger for like the last four months uh do you and i i have other suggestions for what i think could be the the conquest character but do you think troopers could use a little bit of a boost right now you know what that would be really interesting especially with bad batch coming out pretty pretty soon so seeing a crosshair would be cool um empire tag trooper what would be really cool though is they bring out crosshair and then they bring out a dark side clone that we already have and it's already shown in the trailer so it's not spoiler but uh cody oh yeah that would be really cool too it's obviously another big name out there so that that would be interesting but i don't know i don't think they really need anything to push them over the edge unless they were going to get their own team but i really don't think we have enough troopers to make their own team no not yet i i was going to say when you were talking about cody you kind of sparked my head maybe we do kind of get this a new Imperial Trooper team, but almost like at the dawn of the Empire. So very much Cody, very much um, like the, the Phase 1 Dark Troopers, the uh, Crosshair himself. I think there's potential for that. But like you said, that's something they have to build up to. They can't just throw it at this. They might, this is probably even less likely, but if I were them, how I do it, like I did, like they did the uh, the Mandalorians. Like where the Mandalorians got sprinkled in. We got one for the Bounty Hunter faction was cool. Then we got another one for the Scoundrel faction that was also cool. And then we kind of got three random ones. And we were like, what's going on here? And then finally we got Maul. And we were like, oh, this is an actual team. Like, this is this is functional. So maybe something in that regard. But the other two that I had in mind that are also from this area, and I think the one that a lot of people are wanting right now is Cal Kestis, because Jedi Survivor, 
is right around the corner. This is his time period as well. And on top of that, we already have the introduction of the Fallen Order game with Se- Second and Ninth Sister. And then I had a third one as well that, I, that kept coming to my mind that they, they could put in the game right now. I'm trying to remember what it was. What do you think about Cal Kestis? I think Cal makes so much sense right now, like especially with everything that Disney is going to be pushing, the new book, the new game. And um, it would be really interesting if maybe he's in the Filoni verse, what they're doing with the TV shows eventually. So right now would be probably prime time to get like a young cow, which we do see in the games. So yeah, I can definitely see that coming to the game. I can't. Oh, oh, I remember now what my my third one was going to be. Um, someone from the Andor series. That that one's tough though. The only one I could really like see maybe getting some legs would be like. Uh, um oh my gosh i always forget his name oh my gosh just his ship alone is so cool Ooh. oh my gosh i'm black i'm blanking on his name the one that um tur- turns the uh, andor into a uh, luthan oh luthan, yeah there you go that's it's a big deal yeah L- luthan's a big deal but i could definitely see him coming to the game i think that would be kind of cool but other than that, like I don't really see a ma- a character that could really make an impact, like combat wise, in the show. Like, yes, you could have maybe like the officer, the ISB officer, that'd be kind of cool. But then again, we don't really see them get their hands dirty. The only one, other than that, maybe like a Saul Guerrero, but he didn't really do nothing in the show. Yeah. So I don't know. That one's kind of weird when it comes to the game. Yeah. So they definitely. They definitely have different directions they can go. So they can do that, but they don't have to. If They, they can go to, um, as we said, either Crosshair or Calcastus. Or, there was another character, right, that was seen in the... Uh, that was seen in this TB. They loaded their image into the game, but we don't have them as a playable character yet. It was Crosshair, and there was one other from this timeline. Do you know who I'm talking about? Um... No, um, oh, is that the leaks that they were having? They had like not the really a leak, but like so a, a characters uh, who was loaded into the TV to be used as a NPC, but w- they were kind of a big deal. Oh, was it Champs and Dula? Oh, it was, yes. Okay, yeah, I could totally see him coming to the game, and that would make me really, really hyped. I don't know what his faction would be. I was be, about to ask. Like, Ryloth like <laughs> revolution type faction, but you could definitely make him like an OG rebel. I would think he would maybe be in the same vein as like a a Saul Guerrera. You could have like leaders of like random rebel split factions in the same group. I definitely could see him working together. That would be kind of cool. I guess the other one that I this is this is starting just to turn into a wish list. Uh, but Agent Callus, and I think we talked about him last week too. Again from. From the from the same time period, all of these ones are, and I would take either the light side or the dark side version of him. But he could be a rebel like Ch- uh, Champson Duel, or he could be an Empire like Crosshair. He would actually he would probably fit into this kind of Dawn of the Empire team as well, along with Crosshair and Cody. What would be really cool is they give him almost the same um, the or you know what they give him the treatment at Andor has in TB, but in GAC to where he. The, he has the, oh, the empire look yeah but he's a, a rebel so he starts off rebel then changes his clothes into empire i don't know you could do something with his like 
double agent status like he had in the show. Or yeah, they could just be uh, make him. I, pretty much what you're saying, like if he if he the leader the character in the leader slot is Empire, then he becomes Empire. At least the facade of it, he he's working for them. And, or if it's the opposite, if he's on a rebel team, he becomes you know double agent Callus, and he's actually on your side. And you could even make the synergies changes similar to how I think I'm trying. Oh, um. What's his face? Uh, Hondo. Hondo has like all these little caveats in his kit. If it's a light side, if it's a dark side, I think it could be the same with Kaos, where if it's an empire or if it's a rebel, how his kit kind of interacts with that. Yeah, that that would be really cool. If they did some, something to that vein to really make him pretty good. Oh, that could be a way to, to kick Hera out of the Phoenix team, make him the new Phoenix leader, and then Hera goes and plays with her dad. Or, or you know what? It, it could be something that they'd use further down the line, especially with the Soka show. I wouldn't be because at the time, like uh, Sandula is somewhere. I, I think he's still alive during like the 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 Soka show. There's there hasn't been a death for him, so there there is room for him to still be alive. That would be really cool. If maybe we get to use him once those characters come out. I don't know. It's all speculation, but that would be kind of cool. Yeah, because they have to be, I feel like they have to be careful at some point, or maybe they don't, I don't know, with what they do with a lot of these things that are coming back into canon right now. Uh, because sometimes it does seem like, I, I was a little weary when we saw Starkiller come into the game. To me, that almost said that for the next foreseeable at least year or so, Disney is not touching Starkiller. Because it'd be weird for us to get the essentially Legends version of him just for them to have a canon version of them come down the line in three months, unless they happen to be the exact exact, same exact version. I I don't know. Sometimes like when I feel like they do a Legends character, it feels like maybe there's possibilities of of them like wanting to reintroduce like the fan base, so they kind of get an idea of like what's coming back into canon. So that way, it kind of they kind of double dip. Like people are going to be interested, look at the Legend stuff, and see how it differs from like the canon material. I don't. I don't know. I. I feel like Disney could do that, but at the same time, I definitely get where you're saying. Where it's like, they they're touching grounds that Disney isn't really minding at this point. That's the reason that they're able to do it. I. I feel like they can go either way because Disney's Disney's a little sneaky like that sometimes. Well, yeah, and I think they kind of change their mind on how they do things. Again, we're 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 playing with a seven year old game by this point. So some things are going to look different than they did a few years ago and, ha- and yeah. how they're releasing stuff, including Legends characters. But you know what I would really, really want for them to do is um, finish the droid, the droid, um, the droid team, like the shorty team. It feels like they're always constantly taking away droids from them, especially with the introduction of like Afra. So I feel like they need something else for that team. I, I feel like she's a not a wasted character, but a character that needs a little bit of love. And it would be really cool if like conquest gave her that other unit to make that team a little bit more powerful, say in the vein of like a bad batch or something like that. Well, she's pretty much, she's pretty much working with the bare minimum right now. Isn't she actually after Afra? So if you, yeah, 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 because Afra took her droids. Well, she took all the she took IG, so she's working with strictly light side ones that don't have a home, which is R two, BB eight, and then I guess T three. So T three definitely, and then I think Chopper. 
Like, is is that the team now? I don't even because know. The, because I was they just the IG. <laughs> the the rest of them have homes now. So if you if you have Afro, then IG is gone. If you have Adred, then K two is gone. Dark is going with troopers. Grievous has you know his um grouping. I guess I guess Droidica is kind of free. Um, there, there there's some ways to mix and match, but if you can't make all the teams with Sorty in, to be honest, like you said, her units are getting pulled. Sorty's the leader you drop. I think, um, like, are you, I, this is kind of, this is also, this is true, but it's also not relevant. Like I were set for me, I'm sitting here saying all this. I'm not going to have that for six months. Like this is, this is going to be a minute before this is even relevant for me. I don't even have a sortie five star or seven stars right now. So yeah, I don't know. I, that, that team, seems a little bit similar to the Karth team, and that, I'm not, that's not just me trying to call it garbage, but it seems like it was good the second it came out, and then by the time it's going to reach the masses, it's going to be out of... It's going to be out of the conversation. Yeah, that, that's the way I'm feeling about it, too. I'm like, they just need one good, solid droid, because... They, they, and especially if they need, like, a, a damage dealer. I feel like they have the supports on you know, the units in there pretty good, they could maybe use a tank, but even if they don't give a tank to that squad, a good solid like damage dealing droid would be awesome. Yeah, it would be. And I don't I mean, you lot you're the king of the speculation here, Tilo. Who? Mr. Bones. Mr. Bones. Oh, <laughs> that isn't would be that, really cool. That's the uh <laughs> that's the B1 battle droid that got reprogrammed, right? It's like an yeah, assassin. By, by uh oh my gosh. Wouldn't he I'm be totally dark side though? Snap Wesley. No, he would be light side because uh, Snap Wesley, the resistance pilot, the I, I forget the actor's name, but he's a little heavier set. He was in like the show Heroes. You see him for you see him in a couple of I think the episode seven and episode nine. What was his name again? Snap Wesley. Snap. Yeah, this is this is not exactly my. Uh... Oh yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh yeah, so he would be. He would be light side, and yeah. he honestly might even be resistance. Yeah, he would probably be resistance droid. <laughs> well, I mean that kind of that kind of just adds on to the uh, wow. He is really cool. Uh, that would just add on to the the BB-8 synergy, I guess, too, just with him having droids and being resistance. Yeah, I think that would be like the perfect unit for that squad. I think that's a good a a good one for sure. I, I think people would really like his design too, especially with all the bones on him and being a B one unit. Yeah, I mean, I, I I love as many like Clone Wars era droids being in the game as possible. Even even if they do funky things like this or like they do with Afra and the the uh, sca uh, scavenge commando droid. Yeah, I would like that a lot. That would be perfect because then you could still stick with BB eight, stick with R two, stick with Sorty T T three and four, and then him for the final one. That would be great. Or you can get real funky and do like uh, the episode two uh, split between uh, the B1 droid and C3PO. <laughs> that would be <sighs> funny too. <laughs> Man, if we didn't have Nubok in the game, I would call you crazy, but we do, so it's hard to say that. Yeah, make it like a double unit where one of them's a summon, but you get both of them on the field. That would be kind of funny. Well, I feel like if they did that, they would just try to mesh B1 and 3PO's kits like they did with 3PO and Chewbacca. Yeah, something like that. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be cool.
But okay, Tilo. So, is there any other pressing news, SWGOH-wise, that happened this week? I feel like... Oh, yeah, we're we're in that uh, quote-unquote dead period where CG's actually taking a vacation. And we're kind of just kind of coasting through here. Yeah, man, I, I don't know. I feel like it's uh, business as usual in Swoga right now. It's like we had that first TB. Now this TB is to really get on our grind. We already kind of have an idea what we're supposed to do. Conquest, this is the last one of this iteration of Conquest. So it's like we already know what we're supposed to do. So it's just a matter of just doing what we're supposed to do in the game. Yeah, so other than that, it's pretty chill. So without being said, let's move on to leg day. Let us talk leg day. Important it is. How do you think I jump so high at my age? Alright, Tilo. What have you been working on in this last week in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes? So um, I'm obviously working on Datacrons right now. I haven't really hit anything big. I'm kind of like waiting. Probably going to do that later on this week. Um, other than that, character-wise, I got Jawa to G13, and my mob enforcer is, I think, like 10. Um, 10 of the... Oh, my gosh. I'm totally blanking on the name. <laughs> You're going to laugh when I say the name. Of the Cairo pieces. No, oh, yeah. Kairos. How, how do I forget Kairos? Uh, Take Kairos away from being G13 on her. And uh, I got my Lando to seven stars. I was kind of bummed because those bonus drops were dropping really, really good. And I got it the day that the bonus drops started. So I really didn't get to take advantage of that. That would have been good. Um, hoping there's a let. The there, there is confirmed, yeah. It's uh, uh you... tomorrow and the following day. Oh, awesome. Do you know what it's going to be? Is it Dark Side Notes? Yep, it's Dark Side Notes. Oh, I'm about to go have on some Dark Side Notes. So if that's the case, I am at uh, six stars on my Leia. I just need 100. About, I think it's like a little bit less than 100 shards left. So I may just go really, really heavy and get some Kairos ready for them. Because that's what I really need for both uh, Lando and Leia to get to G12. And then after that, we're pretty much uh, going to start doing the relic materials on my characters and get those requirements set. I have tons of the salvage saved up as well as the 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 relic materials. So it's just a matter of applying them. Okay, so you're, you're pretty much just full on the Java train with nothing out there to stop you. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going sidetracked on anything else. I'm going to do that and then um, see if my roster needs anything. If it doesn't, then we'll definitely just hop right into uh, the Inquisitors because I feel really, really bad that I don't have them, especially when I'm in the guild. I'm like, man, I feel like I should at least attempt the Reva mission. Now, yeah, so, but they're, they're a Trek, man, because it's not, it's, you know, you have to farm all five, get them to R5, do the Grand Inquisitor event, then get them all to R seven, and then get the mission down. And it, it, it's it's a long it's a long process to do. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to not not really figure it out, but it's gonna have to be approached or a guild at some point. But I'm trying to think of a way to do it and not kind of sound like a jerk. Like, because all right, number one, everyone who's doing the Reva mission, we would like you kind to kind of do better. We need you to get more shards. Everyone who's not doing the Reva mission has GI. We need you to get them to R seven. And all the ones that you don't even have Grand Inquisitor unlocked, you all need to do that. So it's just kind of like, it, it, it's it's a lot. 
it's, it's a lot of hoops to jump through to finally get her. And she's going to be a great character, but it's, yeah. I, I, I definitely see where you're coming from, even on the other side of things. Like I very, very luckily I did the Reba mission. I, I don't know how heavily remodding is needed for it, but I didn't want to find out. So I put, <laughs> I put, I, I remodded all of them and I even saved the set to hot utils. So I can do that every single time I do. I mean, I'm going to do that every single time on the mission until I really feel like I don't need to. And that honestly might be after I already have her unlocked. So, um, especially cause you had second sister in there instead of eighth brother. Like that's big. Yeah, I have, I've been told is the less ideal comp for it. And it's probably true. Um, but I mean, we, we worked in it. It didn't, it didn't feel too close when we got it to work, but at the same time, I am pretty sure that the, um, the modding and turn order and that type of stuff, I, I, it matters. Um, not using not using the specials when, when coming in it was really kind of stinky. Yeah, yeah. Because if that's the if that's the case, if it's like a consistent basis, being able to use second, I think that's like the option I'm probably going to go with too. Because like like you said before, it's like she has the ship. and obviously you want to kind of double dip where you can when it comes to your roster, especially if you're going to have to really invest into them as r7 yeah oh and i if i can win it every time with second i really think i can between the right strategy and the right mods um yeah i'll I'll kind of prefer that like the only other the only like super great advantage for eighth i guess is there is an r9 mission where he's needed because at the end of the day the team that we're all gonna have like a year down the road isn't gonna have second or ninth or sorry second or eighth it's gonna be it's going to be the essentials, which is Grand, Riva, Ninth, Fifth, and uh, Seventh. We're eventually going to have to relic all of them, especially because the Ardine mission. Uh, I'm so, I, and I, this is actually this is kind of a talking point, I guess. Before we get to my leg day, the current TB has like no special missions, which means there's like not really a lot of ways to get three. So a lot of these, um. A lot of these character-specific missions on the first couple planets, you really don't need to get those characters. Like, Coruscant has Kit Fistu at R5. You really don't need to do that. Eventually, we're just going to get to a point where we're going to have enough deployment that that mission is going to be pointless. Like, there's going to be no reason to do that. Because it does. it's not like it gets you get three or anything like that. Um, the missions, really, where we, we need to be focusing is getting all Inquisitors to R8 so we can get that 20 get 3 for the rest of Eternity. Or um, I think it's actually um, Young Han Solo. Young Han Solo has the other two special missions. And those are going to actually yield a lot more. But a lot, a lot of these other spe- character-specific ones that don't use get 3, I don't like. I don't even know what thing I'm going to bother. Yeah. Young, young Han Solo would be a good one. He's a cool character, too. He's always one that I've had on my list. I just never had the chance to really gear him up. But you could do tons of cool stuff with him. Yeah, and I mean, if you if you do, he gets you 15, get get one every single TB. Which... Hey, that's good, and it adds up, especially with everybody doing it. Yeah, and in 16 years, when we make it to Hoth, or is it... Uh... <laughs> Is if no, it's Vandor. So in thirteen years, when we make it to Vandor, you can use them again. You can get twenty, get get three there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yep. But okay, yeah. So for so for my day, leg day, and this is this this feels a little, a little awkward, almost like a little bit of a walk of shame. So you know how I was like very casually bragging that I had thousands of Kairos 
last time, uh-huh. I spent them all. On what? Java. Oh my gosh, man. So I was hoarding for Grand Inquisitor for the event and whatnot. We've, we've talked about this several times. So I unlock Grand Inquisitor, take him right up to R7, do everything I need to do. I think he probably needs like 500 Kairos or something like that between his his lower gear and his gear 13. And as soon as that was done, I was like, all right, Citrio, all you are going to gear 13. So burned like 300 Kairos doing that. Mando, gear 13 as well. Went over to all of Jabba's requirements. I took Bausch, Scando, Kersantin, all straight to gear 11. So I think they each need like 300 Cairo each or something like that, or maybe maybe 200. And then I went over to all of Jabba's Rex, and I just pushed on every green uh, plus button I saw. So now I have Ur, Greedo, and Jawa all at gear gear 11 with like one relic level so i i, I burned i kid you not i burned through i think over two thousand cairo in one day oh my gosh kevin that hurts i oh, and, it, man. and it's still like so i still need um i'm not close to java like i still need a thousand carbanti which really looking back at the gear changes those were very positive even for for our counselor level, like um, I, I know that a lot of people are at the lower levels are going to benefit more, but that's it's a lot. Of, like a thousand Carbanti that with the changes CG made, it's essentially five hundred. Like that's so much better. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's been good. And, and man, the Java Java requirements, the gear on it is ridiculous, but it, it's still not as bad as I feel as like other Galactic Legends were. Well, and I will say this, and this is stupid nice. This is very, very nice. Is I was I pulled up the whole sheet of what I need to gear for everyone, and there aren't any Zimbiddles or um Gyrda pads or whatever the cucumber looking things are. None of those. Because I already have Han at R8 and Boba at nice. R8 and Fennec at R7 and Luke at R7. Yeah. So I'm 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 already done with the high relics. He is a very low relic GL, and that's really ever since this gear change. There, there's probably a fair argument for Kairos and Gear Twelve pieces, especially because Gear Twelve pieces are needed for most of the higher relics. But I can get almost every character there. I can only get almost every character to Gear Eleven. It's really becoming, for my account just now, it's becoming an arms race for relics. Like I'm able to get, again, I'm I, I'm able to get Sith Trio. Mando and what is this four of Jabba's Rex to gear 13 but I have to sit and relic them each up one by one yeah no that's how I am too like the relic levels are going to be like the real uh hindrance when it comes to this gear or this requirement set of Jabba because it's like the gear 12 it does suck because a lot of them require like the same stuff over and over again but it's the relic levels the salvage all that is what always holds me back the longest. Yeah, and it's I'm my, my my ultimately my goal was to make sure that whenever Boosh hit seven stars just by slow farming, I was going to be ready for Jabba. And dude, I don't I, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, like I'm those shards, I, and I'm not I'm not refreshing those nodes at all for Boosh or Scando, and their shards are just coming so fast with all the things that CG is doing between the bonus drops and the, um, 
the daily store. Also, you want to talk about how that's better now. So, yes. Oh man, I'm loving that daily store. That daily store has been so nice. I don't have to go into my email, which was only like one or two more steps than we have now. But being able to just click on it, I have it like saved to my homepage, like an app. And it, it, it's just been really, really nice. I got to say kudos to CG on that one for getting that fixed. Yeah, so that that's speeding things up. So now I'm debating, do I go in straight for Jabba and leave my Sith trio at R3 and leave my Grief and my Mando at R3? Or do I jack my bounty hunters and my uh, my trio up to R five and then go do job? Because I think I think I'm gonna have to make a decision. Yeah, that's tough, man. Yeah, I don't know that because it's like, but all of that stuff is good because it's like Sif trio right now is like really really monstrous, and obviously you're gonna need to do it for the job requirements anyway. So yeah, you got some decision making to do. Yeah, and I was trying to make it easy on myself and not specifically not refresh Boosh or Scando so that I wouldn't be tempted to just throw all of the relics onto the Jabarex. And yeah, they've just, they've come, they, even without doing it, they've come too quickly. But, hey, hey, it, that, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's true. I guess I shouldn't complain. I'm just, it's more so of me trying to, trying to control everything that is going on. And I guess I just can't. Yeah. So there's that. It's just so much going on with the game when it comes to like new characters we have to farm anyway. So it's kind of hard to control and hard to like put it on the timetable because it's like we only talked about Inquisitors in Java, but we have Afra to deal with too. So yeah, oh, it's yeah. a lot of stuff. I'm not even thinking about Afra for the time being. I mean, I'm farming up the droids, and that one actually won't be that bad because it's only four characters getting up to Relic Five, and then you're done. It's 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 a lot tamer. Inquis Inquisitors were hard, man. Inquisitors was five to R seven and one to R five. Yeah, and, the, and that's why those R sevens destroyed my signal data. Oh, I bet, and and that's why I've been really like contemplating. And I know I'm probably gonna have to do Inquisitors, and I, I know I need to do Inquisitors, but I'm like, man, I want to just get Afro so bad. <laughs> Well, and the I was talking about this with Farrell in the Discord chat, I think a few days ago. The big, so again, I really want to, like, I think the word is probably beg. Beg people to get Inquisitors as soon as they can, because I really want Reva, and a lot of people that I talk with are in my guilds. But at the same time, we don't know when they're coming back. Like, CG could, CG could have them come back next month. Like, that could be a thing. Yes. that They could be here january 20th or whatever or they could take a full another six months and we just don't know which is why that that whole system is still just such a bad model yeah because it's scary because it's like say if i get done in seven months and it comes back in six months and then what happens to the next one is it another six months and then you have to wait again like that's a scary like concept to think about like you spend all that time on the inquisitors you get them up we're waiting for a grand inquisitor and it's like another six month wait or are they gonna reset it like that's a scary investment to run into right now no and it is and especially when the inquisitors are coming up and they're about to be accelerated so if you're already halfway through another farm and it's really hard to pull away um from inquisitors what are pull away from what you're doing to go to inquisitors when you know they're about to be a lot cheaper yeah, I don't know, man. 
it may be I may just go for Afra. Four characters, get her done, and wait for the Inquisitors to be accelerated because it's not gonna it, it's it's gonna take me a long time regardless to get all these shards because I don't have the shards for them anyways. I don't know. I gotta talk to my guild about that one and kind of see pick their brain and see what they're gonna want me to do. Yeah, I guess that's probably a decision for uh for them first and foremost. Yeah, but it makes sense though, like because Afra is going to be needed anyways, and you're going to want Afra in pretty much any game mode, I would imagine. So I don't know, decisions, decisions. Yeah, I want I want to see more on her ultimately, where she's gonna kind of where she's gonna end up with with everything the way that it is. Yeah, and her her kit's very vague too. Like they they could definitely throw in like say Mister Bones and have him throw on the team because it's very what droid centric. So there's tons of room for them to like build on the existing team that they have now. Yeah, she's very tied to dark side droid or dark side or dark side scoundrels or something like that, and it's she really doesn't have for three three there is no wiggle room at least not that we know of right now. Um, yeah. And even in fives, it's it's kind of few and far between. But again, we'll we'll, we'll see as things come on, uh come with time. Yeah, and definitely want to see her in 3v3. Like, who knows what we're going to get this upcoming season. She may be just an absolute monster. Yeah. The only thing that I will say about Inquisitors, and I was telling, I I had a conversation with um, one of my patrons earlier tonight about the same thing. Similar to Profundity or Executor, one of the big goals about getting on these things so fast is because even once you get the requirements, they take so long to do and, and that's different from getting like a lot of a lot of people that are um i guess you tila we're gonna we're gonna shame you now a lot of the people <laughs> that are going for java instead of inquisitors that's kind of one of the things you're having to deal with is you're getting you're going after this isn't really correct because he's a bigger investment um like the sh- you're going after the short term first and then you're leaving the long term for later whereas i guess it would be better to start the long term now and then g- get the short term when you can yeah I, I don't know i feel like if you were going to go for inquisitors you had to do it a long time ago yeah you either you either had to buy them at the initial release or yeah. you had to slow farm them immediately yeah and i feel like it would have been worth it but now i'm like what how many months away for them to be accelerated like five uh, that's four, a good question five? actually uh second I can, I can look that up right now um but yeah and then it's really just comes down to a conversation of everyone has to look at their own roster and see what is right for them. April, they all are. Okay, so about three more months? Yeah, that might be the way. Because say if I finish Java in a month or so, that that gives me a couple months to kind of get the Afro requirements and wait for them to become accelerated because accelerated is going to boost them up or boost the the speed level to get these characters so much faster. Oh, actually, no, it's January. Oh, it's January. Yeah, second For, sister oh. hit January twenty seventh. Ah, uh, never mind. Then I could just do one at a time and get some of these um, salvage materials, especially if I'm going to have to take them all to R seven. Yeah, because there's really close. The and the nice thing about doing if if you do the farm in December, once they're all accelerated from there, you probably hit. The date that Grand Inquisitor goes through the journey guide. Oh, that's true too, huh? Because yeah. it would be a year. 
Yeah, because a Grand Inquisitor should. I believe he came out in what? Was it June? Um uh, yeah, June, right? Because they waited from the last one. Uh, they waited like a month or so, like after the last one. Yeah, it was maybe June. May, May, June around there. Yeah, June twenty third, it looks like. So um yeah, there 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 might be something to be said about that, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm liking the prospect of my Inquisitors now. <laughs> Thank well, you, Accelerated. Yeah, the Accelerated, it really does make things a lot easier. I mean, the gear is still a pain, but um, it's one of those things where if you're getting the shards at essentially a 50% discount because you're having to spend 50% of the energy, then the other 50% of your energy can go into the gear. It can go into the Kairos, it can go into whatever the salvage is for the, uh, for the Relic materials. In Fifth Brother's case, it can go into signal data. Yeah, no, that, that's going to be good. I, I, I like that. So never mind, Afra. Afra's going to have to wait. <laughs> All right, so I think we, we got our rosters figured out. Let's head over to GAC. Hi, this is B1, and here's T-Lo and Calvin with their grand or an experience this week. Hopefully they didn't suck. Roger, roger. All right, Tila, how's your last week been? Um, noticed any trends, anything fun? Playing around Treya some more? Um, I, I just kept on Treya on defense. Didn't really do anything different here. Uh, probably next 5v5 season and all this upcoming 3 season, I might do a couple changes to see how this really plays off on the offensive end. Uh, may just start the season, though, with her on defense as well. But uh, we're definitely going to see what happens there. Other than that, everything kept on acting as normal i feel like the community as a whole we're just waiting for this new data cron set and we're waiting for the old one to kind of expired uh there was no nothing new like innovation when it comes to the data crons everything kept pretty similar for the last couple of weeks yeah i need to i've been meaning to do this for a, for a minute now and it's, it's it's about to get to the point where it's just going to be useless but i need to like do a i think there's there's quite a few sleeper ones in this set it's, it's a lot more creative that I think a lot of the other sets have been where I think you can kind of manipulate some fun things, especially like with the blinds or the marks or stuff like that. There's, there's, there's some fun stuff to be seen there. Yeah. And I like that there's no GL too. So oh, it's like nothing, nothing like super crazy overpowered that you must have, or you're going to be jacked for like the next couple of uh, months where, yeah, there's probably stuff in here that, that you need to have for your roster, but it's nothing that is like, a GL level. No. Do you want to hear about my experience in JC this past week, Tilo? Yeah, man. Oh, I went um, two and one this week. So, okay, cool. What was your final? Yeah. Tino? Oh, this final one. I think I was in the negative. I was like four and five this month. Five, four uh, and five or five and four? Four and five right is kind of like there. a fake negative, though. I don't know, man. This one felt bad. Like, I had a lot of close ones that I probably should have won. I'm like right there on the edge of like Kyber one. I'm probably gonna get relegated to the Kyber two because of that dumb squishing or squishing. Oh, so, yeah. and then I'll shoot my way back up to Kyber one. So hopefully not. Yeah. Um, yeah, they need to fix that because even not even like um, not even just go go going like that, but. With the way that they're doing the squishing, there's like people going six and three that are also getting kicked out of Kyber One, which is really dumb. Yeah, I dropped so much levels um, 
going six and three last season. I was like, oh, I guess this is a bad record for CG. Yeah, I, I wanna, <laughs> I wanna see what I wanna see if this trend continues, or if someone on their end is finally gonna catch it. I th- I think they're just gonna let it run and then maybe do like a reset. Well, at some point it's gonna get really stinky and awkward. Like at some point it's going to be like literally fifty six people in there. <laughs> that that would kind of be cool though, in in like a weird way. It would be it would be cool except for like the thousands of us that are getting less crystals than we were supposed to because yeah. CG didn't do what they were supposed to do. And, and that's the one thing I don't like. If they were just to give us the Kyber one crystals in Kyber two and then keep the shrinking going and yeah, and maybe increase their crystals. Which, which in reality, it probably should if they're going to keep it in the select group of that size. Like, they deserve it, especially like the, the guys like Fatal, the guys like Zareth and Solo that are up there in the top 100. Uh, they, they definitely deserve maybe a little bit more crystals, especially with the investment that they're putting into GAC and their I, rosters. I like the titles, like the titles they would do for the people who made like top 10, like Kyber Contender or like. Uh... Yeah. Premier Kyber Champion was the title of whoever took first or whatever. Um, I got, I, or maybe even like, maybe like modified personal ones too. Like, I think Fatal's been in the top ten for weeks. Like he didn't, he didn't just scratch the surface. Like he, he is, he is the top ten. Yeah. Or guys like Aesop Rock and all those dudes that are up there all the time. Oh yeah. Uh, it would be, it would be cool if. Um, and I know other games have done this, like uh, I, used, I used to, and I still play every once in a while, like Destiny 2, you do Trials. They have like this game mode, it's called Trials, it's like a knockout. You have to win seven rounds in a row to go to the lighthouse. But if you win that, above your head, they kind of do like a crown of like that lights up that lets other people know like you achieved this feat. It would be cool if they did that in game here. Yeah, that's yeah, it's kind of like with the titles. Or mm-hmm. I guess tried to accomplish at some point because for your Kyber Champion, I guess actually was a difference. It was a difference in um Grand Arena Currents. You did get more. It wasn't wasn't a huge margin, but you did. But I guess technically you get more. <laughs> no, you stop. Kyber one is the max. No, e- even within Kyber one, you get more crystals depending on if you're like top one hundred, top five hundred, or top thousand, I think. I'm pretty sure. I think it's thing. a very it's a very like it's at the end, right? The end yeah. payout. Yeah. Yeah, the end the end payout for Kyber one is actually different. I forgot about this. So there already is. I mean there already is kind of a mo- motivation to stay as high as you can to the top, but let's be real. The people the people who are playing in the top one hundred, they're they're probably already spending real money on getting yeah. crystals. I don't I don't think the it the one hundred or two hundred extra crystals they're getting for being in that high of a margin <laughs> is really like making a huge difference for them. Yeah, it's probably not. That's probably like top change for us. It would, but for them, they would they're probably like whatever. Dog. No, I'm I'm guessing not. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So the the top fifty, the top fifty is the highest you can be, and someone in the top fifty makes every season ninety five more crystals than the person who was in fifty one to two hundred and fifty. So that kind of sucks. Like I feel like that should be a bigger payout. I I mean, I. I I would say they deserve it, but I wouldn't want it because then we're just going to continue to get the sliding effect where the the people at the top only continue to stay at the top. But I mean, that's... Yeah, that's true. Again, there are outside sources that really control that way more than 
CG's crystal income is is going to change it, but yeah. All right. Oh yeah. So my Tilo, my week. Were you at my uh, Sunday at my Christmas special GAC? <laughs> I did pop in like here and there. I didn't like stay for the whole whole thing. So that one was kind of exciting because we're looking through the guy's defense, and it, it took us a minute to figure it out. But we looked around and like, okay, this guy doesn't have Datacrons on his R5 teams. Like, this is weird. And we I did watch this one. <laughs> yes. So, so we opened up his roster and like, he only has like 10 Datacrons. How in the world are you in Kyber 1 with only 10 Datacrons total? We started to look up his mods. His mods are really bad too. And I'm like, oh, this is starting to look like a cheater. Because like, you can't make it... You, like they're they're very good, very skillful players at, at high levels who have very small rosters. But at a certain point, it starts to look sketchy. Sure enough, we opened up his history, and there it was: a Tarkin team with no Datacron is beating Lord Vader. And like crap. So he's we start going through, and a lot of his battles actually looked well well researched in the fact that he knew that they were working most of the time for most people, but he wasn't. He shouldn't have been able to pull them off with the stuff he had, especially in ships. Anyways. We did our best. We full cleared him or whatever. And I, I messaged, I reported him and then I, I messaged his guild and I'm like, hey, just so you're aware, you guys have a cheater. And shout out to, I, I forget their name. Um, uh, and I'm not going to be looking at that now because they kicked him. So the guild that he was in really kind of stand up guys, I would say, that as soon as I told them, they had him kicked within an hour, you know, after looking and researching and making sure that he was actually cheating. And um, they kicked him right in the beginning of TV. So, I and, and this is, that was the right thing to do, of course, but we've had a lot of conversations with people who have cheaters in their guilds in the To Catch a Cheater server. And so many of them just either ignore us or try to make excuses until like TV or something like that is up so that they don't have to go in a man down. And this guild didn't do it. This guild immediately kicked them. Um, so props off. I almost want to find their name to give them credit. Um, but I don't I don't remember it off the top of my head. Um, but they, they did the right they did the right thing there. And then the dude actually messaged me and it was it was kind of a it was kind of an odd conversation, but basically he's like, Thanks for catching me. It was cheating was kind of like an addiction. So he actually admitted to it, which is really weird. <laughs> Like, again, again, all the interactions that we've had with cheaters, most of them will deny it into the ground. They'll get really defensive and they'll, like, like make up really weird arguments about, like, anyone who uses hot utils is a cheater, too, because you're using some outside source or something like that. I've had a lot of weird interactions with cheaters before. And this guy, again, I'm not trying to glorify cheaters, but he just owned it. Like, he just straight up said, yep, you caught me. Um thanked me, didn't finish his attacks, and I actually got the crystals from that one. Um, so that was like, almost kind of like a fairy tale, but I, I was looking through, I was looking through my history, and he was cheating against me, because he used his Wampa to beat my crew team. Oh, that should have happened. Oh, man. Yeah, that like, stunt should have had him in the ground. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you're going to get, like, no matter what happens, you're going to get hit with the two-turn stun that's irresistible, and then you're just going to die. And, I mean, it, it's a good team overall. It's the Phasma, Datacron, with First Order TIE Pilot, and I think my Xylo's at, like, 400 speed or something like that. So, which actually, 
Wampa can beat that if Cruz not there, but he is there, so he shouldn't be able to beat it. That, and that's crazy for the guild to kick him during TB because that just doesn't hurt the person. It hurts all of them. So, like like you said, that's a group of, like, standout people. Yeah, they they, they took the L form, essentially. They they, they totally did. Um, but... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so they were cool about it. It was kind of a, it was kind of a weird experience because going against a cheater... Not only is it kind of inferior because you know they're cheating, but there's no there's no fun in it because number A, typically cheaters are the rosters aren't that good because they're they're relying on an APK or whatever. And because of this, their teams aren't challenging, but no matter how badly you slaughter them, they can just beat you. So there's there's no pride in the win in those matches. And uh if we're going to give credit to the guild, it's, uh, I believe it was no younglings allowed. So shout out to them. Um, They're going to change it to no cheaters allowed. I mean, I guess it's kind of the same <laughs> idea. Um, shout out to them for not, again, not only catching it immediately, reviewing it, understanding it, but actually taking action. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. I always think back at the one Zareth had where like the guild stuck up for the, for the, oh the DACA study. That was always that's always the worst one. Oh, uh, and, and that and that happened again. I mean, I'm just to catch your that happens so much where these guilds will like defend. I'm I'm sorry, but some really dumb stuff. Like yeah, the, the guild who said that Daka stunlocked Ray. Oh, <laughs> that was wild. Like, anyways, so that was <laughs> that was JC this week. That's awesome though. Like to have like a bad like I don't I don't want to say experience, but like you. You were expecting a bad outcome, but everything kind of worked out the way it should have. That's awesome. Because yeah. especially because of you, you've ran into how many cheaters now? Like you've ran into a couple already. Yeah, I ran into one really big one uh, earlier this year, and he was, uh, he he's he had been, yeah, I've 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 seen this only like twice, but his Discord handle had like all these warnings on it issued from discord about how he was essentially like essentially just that he was a bigot so like not only like he was just like a not a good person in general he wasn't just someone who was apking or whatever and he we had like a bunch of nasty interactions with him so he was yeah he I, i'm really glad that he went down that's good yeah um but overall the rest of jc went well <laughs> What was your final record for the season? Uh, I went five and four. I went five and four. I don't know if you want to count the match with the cheater because it was a free. It was a freebie, and if he had beat me, he would have totally also not deserved it. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So four. Oh, that's definitely that four and five, definitely five and counts. Because I, I, I played, so yeah, I'll take the win. Yeah, no, going up against the cheater, you should automatically get the win. So that definitely counts. Okay. Thank you. All right, Tilo. That also means now it is time for whose kit is it anyways? Ooh. Are you ready for this? Let's do it. All right, Tilo. I got a good one for you today, and it's not its not going to be a Jawa. Okay. Thank goodness, because those Jawas hurt. <laughs> All right. You're right. You're right. Oh, so again... As always, when me and Tilo get together for the Mad Awesome Show, we play a game called Whose Kid Is It Anyways, where one of us has to give the other one a kit description, and the other one has to guess which character it came from. Um, so, Tilo, if you'd like to cover up your chat, I have it ready for you. All right, let's go. I'm good. 
Thanks. Um, deal special damage to target enemy and inflict burning for three turns. All right, burning, burning. That was real simple. Do it one more time. Yep. Deal special damage to target enemy and inflict burning for three turns. Just those two things. All right. So it like eliminates so many out there that like do burning. So no R2, no Django. Because uh, it's a single target, single target burning. Um, I was thinking a little bit about Quill, but I think he has shock. Or is it shock or maybe it's basic. His basic has burning too, but I don't know if it's for three turns. Three turns is a long time. Mm. Who else has burning out there? Uh, burning, burning, burning. Gosh darn it. Uh. You know what? The only one I'm thinking of right now is Quill. So I'm going to go Quill. Yep, it is It is Quill. It is the Engineer's Gambit. It is, it is basic. It is actually, his uh, his special doesn't have burning, I believe. But if they were already inflicted with burning, he gets to expose them as well. It's kind of weird. And his special has shock, huh? He's yeah, like a does. weird one where he has shock and burning. Well, and his is, his is really dirty, too. Because this is why... C can actually struggle to solo a dash team or a bam team or whatever because the shock is on a two-turn cooldown and it lasts for three turns so he can loop you a shock oh man yeah that's tough now it's dirty but good yeah i was hoping that burning had become like a big enough of a mechanic that you would have a little bit of trouble with it but I guess it's the single. The single was kind of gave it away because there's so much burning, but it's a lot of it's AOE burning. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think that might be the only single burning in the entire game because Django R two and Triple uh, Zero, as well as I think uh, Fifth Brother does too. Actually, yeah, that, that, uh, sorry, not Fifth Brother, Eighth Brother. Um, yeah, so that's a good one too because it's like if you don't really think about it, you think about the shock, but not the burning. No, well, yeah, and I, again, it's, it's, it's the age-old tactic with basics in this game. Nobody uses a character <laughs> for their basic. I, I guess unless no. your name is Cam or Fennec. I guess Dark. <laughs> That's three. But, alright, Tilo, I got my got things covered up here. Hit me with your best shot. Alright. Uh, you ready? Yep. Deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict tenacity down for or two turns. Is that it? That is it. Read it one more time. Deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict tenacity down for two turns. All right. Yeah, there is tenacity down has become really popular recently. Um, my mind went straight to one place, but I know he's not the only one. Oh, there's a few, man. We have several tenacity down on. Gosh, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be able to get those. There's too many. Because crew does it, zombie does it, Malik does it, fifth brother does it. But I think fifth brothers includes purge, so it's not him. Um, and I think there's others. Malik's will inflict healing immunity, but I think that comes from that comes from his. 
Ah, this one's a lot harder. Mitigants and Zombies has something to do with taunting, so we're going to count her out. Bruise has something to do with taunting as well, where he has to hit a target with a debuff. Yeah, Malik's looking like the winner, but I... I feel like there's other characters that have tenacity on a basic too, though. Can you read it one more time? Yeah. Deal physical damage to target enemy and inflict tenacity down for two turns. I know a lot of characters that do tenacity down because the, the second one appears, then Nest is ruined, or Wampa for that matter now. Yeah. It's one of those reasons uh, Gom would get so mad with tenacity on mods. Well, I, I I kind of agree with him. Like, what's the point of an entire mod section if one debuff is going to make it irrelevant? Like, the tenacity down isn't like negative one hundred tenacity. Tenacity down is negative nine hundred thousand ninety nine or whatever. It's not. It it makes everything useless, which which is the, pretty much the same as armor penetration. But anyways, or not armor penetration. Um. Armor ignore or whatever. Shout out Ducks. Duck says, can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, um there might be another character that does it, but I can't think I can't think of why it wouldn't be Malik. The only thing that could come to my mind of why couldn't it be Malik is maybe Malik's for one turn. Uh but I'm not gonna know that. So let's go with Malik. Yeah, you got it, Malik. I <laughs> that was a good one, man. I, I was hoping with the amount of tenacity down, it would kind of throw you for a loop. But yeah, did good job on that one. I like it. That, that was hard. Yeah, because tenacity down on basic, that's on a lot of characters now. Or even AOE tenacity down has become really common. It used to be, they used to use it sparingly, uh, so that it was kind of more of a special thing, but they've, they've really unleashed the beast on that one. No, 100% they have. But, all right, so that, that means it is time for our fan entry. Um, oh, there's, Farrell says there's two others with the exact same language. I wouldn't doubt it at all, but. I Who are they, Farrell? Yeah, let us, let us know here. Because <laughs> I can't think, I can't think of who else it would be unless it is actually zombie and zombies taunt comes from something else. I know, I'm pretty sure it's not Cruz, because Cruz can make him taunt. That's part of his kit. His taunt may come from, uh, 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 what do you call it? His unique, maybe? And allowing um, his basic to do that? I don't know. Uh, so see. yeah, Cruz can taunt in a few ways. Um, actually, two. Or actually, I guess if you want to count Esselkar, then there's a few ways. Oh, Night Sister Zombie does have it. Her taunt's from something else. It's probably a unique, I would imagine. Yeah, so again, that's... Oh. It's definitely the same basic. Uh, Night Sister Zombie. That's kind of lazy yeah. CG. You didn't, like, you couldn't do something even remotely different. Yeah, it's even special, or it's even uh, physical damage. So zombies are the exact same, and then somebody said Geo Soldier as well. Um, but I thought... Oh yeah! Wow, it's the the exact same. I guess there's different damage, but still. Um, oh. and then someone's saying Chewbacca now as well. Oh man, 
man, that was kind of like going to hit something in the forest. Like you were. <laughs> yeah, that really was, especially if there was two other ones. You did perfectly. I was trying to find a tree in the forest. <laughs> I don't know if it's an expression, but it is now. Yeah, that's everywhere. Oh, it is. Wow. I didn't. CG, CG likes that basic. That has to be like the, the most an ability has ever been repeated because we've been playing this for a while. And I think we've only ran into it once before. <laughs> said copy and paste, yeah. CG's all, I don't know what to do with the basic. Let's just do what we always do. Tenacity down. Oh, and what's worse is that's enough. Like, that's enough for that ability to be good. Oh, yeah. Tenacity down's really good, especially on the basic. Yeah. All right, well, days, too. Whose kit isn't it? That's... That's the right name, uh, Davos. Very <laughs> true. All right, so we do have our fan entry here. Um, let's look it up from the last time. We we had a few rounds of Guernsey. Now, I don't know what is going on with Atlantis. This is, looks like a huge kit description. Um, all right, this is, oh, oh, it's going to be an Inquisitor one. I see the word purge already. Oh, no, you got this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we did we did we did fun sack last time, and I think it went to me. I got it wrong, and then it went to you. So I think we're starting for you, Tilo. Gosh, darn it! All right, I'm you just ready? Pick a random number. All right. Oh, this is. Uh... I think this is multiple as well. Actually, I think well, I'm, I'm I'm giving things away. All right. At the start it's, of the battle, if all allies minimum three are this faction, Inquisitors. I'm just going to say that. We all know it is. This character gains 20% max health, protection, and potency. Inflict all enemies with a stack of Purge at the start of the encounter, which can't be evaded or resisted. Whenever an enemy damages this character with an attack while attacking at a turn, that enemy gains a stack of Purge, which can't be evaded or resisted. Whenever Purge is consumed or dispelled on an enemy, this character gains 3% turn meter. So this is... This, I don't know if I want to spoil it, but it's it's not going to help. Oh, oh, it'll it'll help because it'll end it. Oh man, just wait for your turn. You got this one. I'm going to take a random shot. What do I have? I have. Um... Oh man, I have like what one out of six chances, one out of seven, something like um... that. Yeah. I'm going to say Nine Sister, just because it seems like you want to attack them. So I'm going to say assume it's the tank, but I'm probably wrong. It's not a good. Okay. All right. So this isn't, isn't this just the patience ability that like the vast majority of them have? Like, I, th I think the only ones that are different, I think Grand has it slightly modified saying that... Um... Saying that, like they also start with one stack of purge or whatever, and I think I think some of the other ones might be slightly modified too. But what I can remember, almost all of them were like this. Like, isn't this going to be like four or five different characters? No, am I wrong? So what's your answer? <laughs> <laughs> so I I guess, um. <laughs> I can't pick out anything that they don't all do. Well, let's look at this one more time. So the 20% max health protection, that's all of them. Inflict all enemies with... Oh, at the start of the encounter, I'm an idiot. Uh, it's grand. I literally, I literally just said it. 
Yep, it, it is grand. It, it's as the oh my gosh, I this is this this is why reading's important, everyone. <laughs> All right, good stuff though. There we go. So, but I think I think they are most of them are identical, right? It's only brands that's different. They said the. Or, or Alana said that they all have patience, but the Inquisitors have slight differences on their patience unique. Oh, he's right. Yeah, whenever they use a special ability to spell stun on all allies, whenever another ally is critically hit, they gain 20%, or, or they have a 20% chance to gain 100%. Yeah, they are all different. Whenever they lose taunt, they gain it back. That's a cool, cool, um, unique thing for that faction. I like that. Yeah, I didn't realize, for whatever reason, I thought Grands was the only unique one, but no, they're all unique. Yeah, it's like a little bit of a twist on the the Phoenix Squad. It is kind of, yeah. Yeah, because Reba's is she gets to watch Makot. Yeah, there's, um, I, I mean, it's kind of a wall of text, and there's only one thing that's different. Yeah. That's Anyways. cool. All right, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the win. <laughs> Good stuff. I like, I explained it and how it's wrong, and then I, yeah, I just didn't read it correctly. Okay. Um, I don't, again, we don't have any podcast questions, so that's fine. And yeah. Taylor, do you have anything with you like to tell us what's going on in Star Wars in general? Yeah. Uh, we missed on last week's episode uh, talking a little bit about the cast of Acolyte. Oh yeah, for so what's going on with that? Have you seen the casting list or no? I have not. Alright, let me pull it up one more time. Um uh, uh, let me see. Uh but the main the main um draw that was gonna be on the the cast is gonna be the actor that plays Trinity and Matrix. I always forget her name too, which you guys don't know or should know I'm really bad at names. I don't know if you know it. I mean, you forgot Luthen, so I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna call that a sufficient proof. <laughs> uh, Carrie Ann Moss. So we we've seen her in Matrix. Obviously, she's Trinity. She's been in other stuff too. Yeah, Duck's got it. So she's gonna play a, a role in Acolyte, which is really interesting, especially when we covered a little bit about. Uh, what the the synopsis was going to be leak synopsis we don't know if it's 100 percent true i would really like to see her as a sif what do you what do you kind of view her as carrie ann moss i think she's a nice yeah lady. <laughs> i don't know i feel like she could be get a little dark side <laughs> no i don't like a lot, a lot of these things especially with new characters I, t I typically don't have like an opinion of where where they are where i want them to be um do we even do we know that I think you told us this? Do we know the time period for this? Yeah, it's gonna be High Republic. Oh shoot. Yeah, so so it's gonna be interesting too. They have a tons of wiggle room Sif that we probably never seen before, or possibly we've heard about before. It just depends on what they're gonna do, if they're gonna change anything from Legends. Yeah, so Sith have that that is true, because Sith haven't been in the open for a millennium but that doesn't mean they didn't exist that doesn't that doesn't mean they weren't lurking in the shadows pulling cords or doing something um so just just because they don't they're not going to make any connection with jedi here or maybe they do and they just kill the jedi um yeah i'm not i mean i i'm 
I'm not opposed to her being a Sith or a dark side or whatever. I can see her as a bit Jedi too. Like she's one of those um, actors that really can go both ways depending on how they're gonna treat her. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm game either way. Oh, Emo's right. She was in Jessica Jones and she was bad in that too. And she did really, really good in that. I forget about her, her role in that. Did you watch that or no? <laughs> I, that was that part of the, um, the Street Avengers. Yeah, the Defenders. Yeah, them. Um, I think I watched like one episode. I, I'm a pretty big fan of David Tennant. So he kind of got me into it, but I wasn't able to hold it down. Yeah. Uh, another notable ones are going to be Lee Jang. Lee, I, oh my God, I don't, I don't know how to say his name. Lee Jang Jay. So he's going to be the actor that was the lead in uh, Squid Games. So he's going to be in oh, there too. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. That's another actor that I'm not really sure where they want to put him. Is he going to be dark side, light side, Jedi, non Jedi? Oh, I it's hard for me to picture him as dark side. Yeah, I feel like he. I feel like he would probably be light. Uh, another notable one is going to be um, the the girl that played X twenty three from Logan. Oh, really? Yeah, she's going to be in there too. So I I feel like maybe that could possibly be the lead. I don't know if they've announced the lead position yet. Uh, it may be Amanda uh, Steinberger. I'm trying to see what she's in. But she would be another good one too. I, I, I think she did really good as X-23. So there's, yeah, there's tons of tons of avenues that are going to take in um, Acolyte. I feel like they did a pretty good on their casting list. I was going to say, those are all pretty... If, if I can recognize the names in cinema, that means they've been around a little bit. Um... But yeah, I, I, mean, I am curious now. You got me thinking about the whole lineage of the Sith thing because I'm trying to think of who would have been High Republic is 200 years before everything, right? Before the before the Skywalker saga. Yes, so it's going to be 200 years before um, Episode One. So Sheev's definitely not around. He hasn't been born. What? Plagueis no. might not even be around, right? Plagueis, I, I, I believe, how the, is how how do the Muns or Moons age? I believe in episode four or episode one uh, in the Plagueis book, he was around 400 years old. Oh, that's right. He so. figured out how to cheat death. I, I, I believe it's just the species, though. Oh, okay. Because during the in the novel, he, he kind of was experimenting with the dark side and killing um, experiment, experiments and then using the force to bring them back. And, and supposedly they kind of like allude to it but they don't really go out and say it that that's why Anakin was born out of the force to combat Plagueis because Plagueis was understanding how to cheat death. And then the force wanted to balance itself. And that's how Anakin became uh, into the picture to kind of combat what Plagueis was doing. So because he kept bringing things back to life, they created more life or it was just more so Anakin was supposed to come in to ruin Plagueis. That's what it was to ruin the Sith because the Sith at that point was becoming way more powerful than the Jedi because he was just unlocking like if 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 that was the case of him being able to just come back from the dead, the Jedi had no chance against Plagueis. 
Yeah, I can see where they the force went, and that really that that really comes back. And I think this is this is larger than just a lore or a legends thing for Star Wars, but I think it's just Star Wars in general. The fourth is the force is living and active. Like it's, it's yeah, something cool. that is highlighted a lot in Kotor, because and this is why Trey is my favorite Star Wars villain ever, because our her goal wasn't to beat Yoda. It wasn't to beat Revan. It wasn't to be Emperor. It wasn't that. Her goal was to destroy the Force. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, and and that's or the whole thing that Qui-Gon said too. It, or at her worst, just mock the Force. Like she hated the Force. Because then she feel like the Force was guiding them, and that she didn't want anyone to really like make her do what she was gonna do. Yeah, she didn't like how it interfered with life. Which yeah. is But that's why that's why Qui-Gon always says like the, the living force, whereas other Jedi's use it as like the cosmic force. Yeah. Where Qui-Gon is like the OG true Jedi you want to be, and that's why he refers to it the living force. Yeah. So and I mean that's what it's kind of meant to do. And I mean there's probably some parallels we can see in real life too. I just thought her character and her motivation was so much more interesting than just I want to rule the galaxy kind of deal. Sorry, Palpatine. And I'm really wondering, because it seems like there's going to be tons of ties to the High Republic when it comes to um, the Jedi Survivor. It looks like he, there may be some ties there. Um, obviously, we've got the Acolyte. It seems like they're kind of introducing that aspect a little bit more after comic books and some of the other comic books has been touching on it too. So it, it feels like they're leading up to something big. And I, I think Acolyte is going to uh, be in the time period where it's the end of the High Republic. It's not going to be in the beginning or the middle. It's going to be one of the ending factors okay. to end that era. Uh, because at the time, like the Jedi are prosperous, like they're doing what they're supposed to do, and they're supposed to be events that eventually lead them to the Jedi that we see in episode one, where they are flawed. Yeah, because I feel like that process didn't start. I didn't. I would imagine it, it was. Is it the corruption of the Jedi already happening in in the old Republic or no? Uh, in the High Republic, they seem like they're like, and I've read a couple of the books. I have to kind of go a little bit more deep in the comic books and a couple of the new ones. I have them already like on my phone ready to go, but I just haven't had a chance to read them. But it seems like they're in a high position, the highest the Jedi have ever been. And slowly events in the universe have kind of taken them over. Like they do not have interaction with, with the, the Senate. Republic. Okay, that, 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 was, that yeah. was my question. Because that ultimately be, ends up being like the the really big issue in you know the prequel trilogy is they're arguably politicians. They're arguably politicians or warmongers or whatever you want to call them. They were not they were not on their own. They were very much part of the Galactic Republic. Yeah, we see that like in the Tales of the Jedi when it comes to Dooku, like Mace Windu is like almost like a lapdog for the Senate. Yeah. where Dooku wants to be away from that. Like, I feel like Dooku would have flourished in the High Republic, being like a free agent, able to do what he wants, understanding what is good, what is wrong, and, and really just trying to come to that like that good point. Uh, in the High Republic, like, there is a leadership in the Chancellor of the Republic, and it, it seems like that Chancellor is probably one of the best Chancellors we've seen in Star Wars, when that's one of the reasons why the Jedi are so close to the the republic at that time period 
But I wonder if there's going to be executive powers that kind of like allow them to interfere with what the Jedi are doing at that time because they are building these starlight stations and the Jedi are running them for the Republic to be beacons of hope. And I feel like they're, the Republic is slowly but surely kind of weaving their way in the order. And, and like I said, I have to read a little bit more and kind of figure out what's going on in the time period because there is other like other factors out there like the Nile that have been a real big thorn in the Jedi side and the Republic side. So I wonder if there's contributing factors there that kind of allow them to kind of join. Yeah, join forces. And then they understand, oh, it worked out so good here. Let's just combine forces from here on out. And that really just corrupts the Jedi. I I could see a, oh, this looks good in this moment that, you know, we, we should be, we should make this on a more permanent basis. And then again the weeds start to get in it'd be cool to see if there are other jedi who even stand out against it in that time because they, they and can i would see what's happening now i would love for like a sift to be behind all that interaction and for them to be kind of pulling the strings and understanding if you get the republic in the jedi and you were control the republic you basically control the jedi and that's basically how palpatine takes over and destroys them i mean that's how yeah he he all he needed to do was become the Senate, and he was able to. Yep. So that would that would be really cool, and hopefully Star Wars is kind of weaving that into their storytelling. I've got to, like, I'm really interested to see how they paint the rest of the Sith, because right now, in my mind, and I could be very wrong about this, Darth Bane set the stage and said, you know, I'm we're going to do the rule of two so that we can only get stronger because only the strong will survive and whoever attempts to murder their master or whatever will just die and they'll pick a new apprentice until we eventually get stronger. And then there were a bunch of whatevers for a thousand years, referring to the rest of the Sith. And then you finally get down to Palpatine, who is kind of a master of manipulation. He was actually able to put Darth Vane's kind of plan into action by manipulating everything. I, I am curious about like everyone that was in between there that led them up to that point because for me it's really they're the only real two players in the Republic's downfall and I feel like it's probably not accurate. What what the way I feel uh, is everyone after Darth Bane was stronger than Darth Bane because Darth Zana yeah there's so that, that's, to, that's that's how the rule two is supposed to work. Yeah, like Darth Zana beat Darth Bane, so obviously like she may have not been like the physical prowess of Darth Bane. But in certain ways, like she understood Sith magic, she understood all this other stuff that allowed her to be stronger than him in that moment. So I, I feel like eventually when you get to Palpatine, and Palpatine, it, it's not his plan. Like Plagueis's plan was the one to get Palpatine into that position, do the clones. Like it was Plagueis's plan. But where Palpatine be, shows himself to be stronger than Plagueis is because he's the ultimate manipulator. He allowed himself to manipulate Plagueis into getting them drunk getting him like to that position to where he was able to kill him. And, and and if you look at Sidious too, like Sidious is no slump when it comes to the lightsaber. He doesn't want to use it he like because it. he he likes the force more and he likes manipulating more, but he still shows himself to be a super capable Sith. And, and you got to think like and I the the canon has touched on it a couple times there is been time periods between Bane and Sidious where the Sith have kind of lost their way a little bit and then it kind of weaves itself back like Momin for example Momin was an ex-Jedi became Sith and kind of 
was destroying life and where the other Sith had to kind of destroy him. Uh, and there was also a Sith where he became light side and destroyed all the Sith texts. So it kind of brought them back in a way. And, and then the, his apprentice ended up having to destroy him and to continue the line. And and that's a couple of the canon in, instances. So I, there has to be more that are similar to that events. Yeah, so there are, there are definitely holes, so to speak, that can be filled in or really, really even need to be filled in. So, Acolyte, yeah, here and we that's, come. Yeah, and exactly. That, and that's why I'm really excited for this one because it's a story we don't really get to see all the time outside of, like, mediums like the books and the comic books. Live action, it's always on the light side perspective to, to have some dark side perspective and not only, like, dark side perspective when it comes to, like, Boba Fett, but dark side dark side for sif is like something i would always want to see when growing up so i'm excited for this now it'll be it'll be good and it'll be especially good to see how they're going to finally tie into high republic because right now the high republic has a lot of information but it almost none of it has cross-referenced with the skywalker trail or saga yeah like the only I'm trying to think. Like, there's like little hints here in like episode nine, uh, but nothing like super relevant to the story. So, if they can start tying that in, that would be kind of cool. I don't know. Like, there's tons of good information that they could kind of move into there. Yeah, I, I, I definitely see, it. or move into there, or just kind of write up, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because TV show, live action, they haven't, uh, comic books, they've done it a lot, especially with Dr. Afra. Dr. Afra has touched a ton of uh, High Republic stuff. Oh, that makes sense. Archaeologist. That, that was probably the whole reason she was invented. Was to bridge yeah. the gap. <laughs> yeah. Right, Tila, do you have anything you'd like to say before we head over to the wolf? Uh, no. no nothing, nothing much for me. <laughs> okay, well... Again, thank everyone for listening. Uh, We will be back here next week on Spotify and iTunes or on Twitch Live. But until the next time, stay mad awesome.